Time keeps on leaving and we keep on moving. When do we pass on our wisdom to the youth? My veteran story lost our discussions. Fireside chats with a bourbon or two. It's time to hear the stories by military veterans. Get yourself ready. It's the Lost Arts Podcast. The Lost Arts with Andrew Cox. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome to the Lost Art Podcast, that podcast that's given a voice to our veterans. On today's episode, we will be having another fireside chat where we will be discussing camaraderie amongst veterans. But before we get into the episode, are you enjoying the podcast? Then consider becoming a TLA patron. That's the Lost Arts patron. It is through donations that we are able to continue recording the podcast and getting our veteran voices out for all to hear. Just go to the Lost Art website and click on the Become a Patron link at the top. If becoming a TLA patron doesn't work for you and you would rather give a one-time donation, then go to the Lost Art website and scroll down until you see the donation link. Any donation is appreciated. If you would like to be a guest on the podcast, and tell your veteran story, then email me at thelostartwithandrewcox.com. All right, here we are doing a fireside chat. Uh, we got a couple people on here. We got Victor Nay, Aaron Davis, Krista Hackler, and Michael McNanny. Uh, how are all you guys doing? We'll start with Vic. How you doing? Good. Life is good. I uh, just went uh, visited one of my buddies uh, yesterday. He just retired from the Army. Uh, so, uh, I, I was kind of disappointed about how they, they, they left them off, but, uh, we'll discuss that later. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good discussion. Uh, Aaron, what about you? Doing good. Uh, you know, and, uh, I've already told you everything I'm doing, uh, still working a contract for the government. Uh, yeah. and that's always fun. Mm-hmm. Sarcasm yeah. included in that. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Krista, how about you? Doing all right, learning to live the retired life. Got a few years left till the husband retires and uh, just, you know, finding things to do with our time and make yeah. a difference yeah. in the world. Oh, I like it. Okay. And what about you, Mike? How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm sitting here drinking my bourbon talking to you. <laughs> yeah. I got my bourbon. Cheers. Cheers to everybody. Here, my, nice. Cheers. my ice in my bourbon glass here. Sorry, had to get that down. All right. <laughs> so we're going to talk about uh, camaraderie uh, for veterans. Uh, I, I had uh, somebody on recently, and we were t- discussing it, and he's up in Wisconsin, uh, kind of the middle of nowhere. There's no real camaraderie with veterans in the area. So he misses that that camaraderie. And now I'm new to the veteran community. Technically, I'm not even a veteran yet because, you know, I haven't retired. But I, I will very shortly. And... Uh, so I'm going to be joining the veteran community, and I wanted to talk about how is camaraderie in the veteran community that you guys have seen from your perspectives. Whoever wants to go first. Uh, okay, I'll go first. Um, it was uh, like you know, when, when you get out, you think, okay, what am I, what am I going to do, you know, to maintain uh, like my my connectedness to, you know, uh, to the military community because you can't just walk away from it. You know, once you, once you retire, you know, you've been for 24 years. Uh, some of us longer than others. 
uh, or some maybe not as long as others. But uh, it, it's not something you can just walk away from and leave this hole inside of you. I mean, you, you, so I, I think most people continue to look for avenues where they can still feel attached to their, their military community. Uh, I think, Andrew, you said you just joined the VFW. I did, yeah. Um, I, I remember uh, when I was on recruiting duty, uh, <laughs> oddly enough, uh, I was so detached because I, I traveled so much. I was uh, you know, on the road two weeks a month. Right. Uh, I joined the local VFW while I was on recruiting duty, just so I would have something to do, a community to come back to when I was on the road. Yeah. Um, but uh, the, so uh, I, I think that's uh, uh, one of the many communities out there, as well as the Killer Tomatoes, the, the Marine Corps League and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Um, but uh, I was kind of like when we're reflecting back on this uh, topic, I was uh, I just visited my buddy uh, up in Columbia. He just retired uh, January 31st was his mm -hmm. uh, EAS. Um, and the army did him dirty. Hmm. I was, I was extremely disappointed. Uh, he was, uh, or is uh, a major, uh, retired now. Uh, but, uh, like the command that he was a part of was a three-star command. Uh, and everybody was, uh, he was the lowest rank in the office. So he was just a Lance Corporal, but right. he was a major. Uh, and like when his retirement day ha happened, it was just like, okay, cool. Good luck out there. No ceremony, wow. no nothing. They handed him his, his stack of letters and said, uh, don't be a stranger. Patriotism noted. Goodbye. Mm. <laughs> I'm like, you got to be kidding me. How come? Well, I mean, what kind of what kind of community is that? You know, it's yeah. uh, one one of the many, many, many reasons that the, the army is uh, 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 inferior to the Marine Corps when it comes to esprit de corps and uh, that type of stuff. But, man, I was. I was so upset and disappointed for him. Like in the middle, in the middle of the uh, the restaurant, I was like, "To all shieldies, presents greetings. Know you special trust and confidence and posing, Blah blah blah. I now pronounce you retired. There, there's your ceremony. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the table next to us was looking at me like I had a third arm growing out of my head. But uh, I, I you probably did. Yeah. <laughs> but and we cheered then, you know, and had some drinks and that kind of stuff. But I was like, man, let's. What kind of community do you expect out of that? But that, I, mean, I was just so disappointed for him. So, so there's, there's that. Did you sing the army song for him at least? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> in case you didn't know, it's an incredibly long song. It there is. is a whole <laughs> the part that everybody plays as the as the army song. There's an like a a very beginning like whole verse to it uh, leading up to that. I had no idea until here at the school of music listening to them sing, and I'm like. The first time I heard it, I'm like, what in the world are they singing? Like, this is crazy. And then they they go into the part of the Army song that I actually know. And I was like, oh, that's the whole thing. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah, it's intense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good song, though. It really is. So, so Vic, to, uh, you know, you brought up how they did him dirty, not really a ceremony or anything. I've heard stories. Uh, I've seen pictures of other services. Uh, and I know y'all won't believe this, but probably probably back as far as, I want to say it was 2007, maybe 2008, uh, one of my old sergeants major uh, sent some photos out and said, I better not ever see any Marines do this. And it was a chief's retirement where out in Hawaii where he cut his his the bottom of his pants off, <laughs> took his blouse off, and donned and cleared a, a – uh, you know, a Hawaiian shirt, like, nice. like okay. button up shirts. Yeah. <laughs> so I've heard of stories of other services, you know, kind of being sloppy and, and, you know, 
I would say at least they did a ceremony, yeah. but to not give a major, uh, I'm assuming 20 plus years. Yeah, he did 20 uh, years. Yeah. So not a medical retirement, but but an actual yep. full 20 plus year retirement. Not giving them a ceremony is just, man, that's that's a that's a <laughs> a surefire way to put a bad taste in in a in a guy's mouth, you know, and, yeah. and lose respect. Uh, he also unit. told me that uh, that through he went from uh, E1 to E6, and then when he was a, a staff sergeant, he transitioned to commissioned officer. Wow! And from uh, in during his enlisted time, he only had one promotion ceremony from E5 to E6. That was his only promotion ceremony. Wow. Every other time, it was like this is your weekend safety brief. Oh yeah, by the way, give Dan congratulations because he just re- he's, he's promoted. Uh, congratulations, you know. Uh, and then <laughs> and then crazy. like he got a pinning ceremony when he pinned on his uh, his lieutenant bar, mm-hmm. and that was the only promotion ceremonies he had. Well, I guess I should say I'm glad I came back into the Marine Corps after my short stint in the Army National Guard. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that's true. Yeah. yeah. Um. I, again, I'm not holding that against you or anything. No. <laughs> I, I I did wise him back up and came back into the Marine yeah. Corps. It took a minute, but it's okay. <laughs> it took it took a couple years. <laughs> Krista, what yeah, do you smart. Say there? Yeah. I mean, I know my husband had um he has his end of tour wasn't that great. He didn't get a retirement ceremony or end of retirement award things like that. So it it left a bad taste. But mm-hmm. not everything works out the way you hope it will. Yeah. Um, you know, I was in three bands in four years, so I did a whole career in four years. Um, <laughs> and I, you know, I didn't get the whole, they didn't always play the Marines in for me when I left. I didn't mm-hmm. get promoted because my MOS was locked out. So there was, um, I had kind of weird, I just had a, a unique situation in the Marine Corps. Mm-hmm. I wasn't forced out. I kind of got, uh, but I couldn't reenlist just right. because my MOS was frozen. So it was very unique. It wasn't a bad thing. Um, as far as camaraderie or um, after I'm out, you know, I was out for 30 years and then I realized, you know, I, I had family, I had children. It's a little bit different being a female. Mm-hmm. Um, but I did realize, um, and I think, Andrew, you know this, these guys don't know it, but I'm here at a recruit depot. And mm-hmm. when I was in, they didn't have the crucible. When I was in, they didn't do a few other things, but now they do something called Share the Legacy Program. Yeah. And my husband, he does, he's in charge of the, he does the scheduling for the whole base at Paris Island. And he does that MP, that, that, uh, what do you call it? Uh, I can't think of the schedule, what it's called, but he sends out the master projection plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. they do with that Share the Legacy Program, they need people to talk to these new Marines before they graduate to do the Share yeah. the Legacy. And staff starting too, just like, I need someone to do it. They didn't have people to do it. And when I found out about it, I just said, you know, I don't have a great story, but I kind of have a cool story. Mm-hmm. And it gave me a purpose, wanting to get out of the house and have something to do, someone to, you know, talk to, a, a purpose, mm-hmm. you know, to share my story. And I was like, I'll do it. I would love to go and do that. Yeah, absolutely. And, and just, you know, and now I go in there and some of these, and you have to think about it. I don't get real deep with them, but you and I, maybe, I don't know how old all you gentlemen are. You know, I'm almost 60 years old. I'll be 60 in a few months, but I grew up in a generation where I had a grandma or a grandpa or an aunt or uncle or someone who taught me something and gave me morals or, mm-hmm. you know, values to live for, the things that I, you know, a purpose and things, ideals. Right. And a lot of these kids, maybe we don't know where they're coming from or 
what their purpose is or where they can't go back to, why they're joining the Marine Corps. Yeah. And so to, I go in there and I tell them, I don't know if you guys had a grandma, grandpa, or an auntie or an uncle, but if you haven't heard it, you're hearing it from me now. You know, so you, you know, give them something, teach them something, you know. Yeah, yeah that's so, really good. I like that. But, I mean, you know, as far as I missed having people to talk to because I, I may not be best friends with the Marines I went to boot camp with, but I meet Marines every day like Andrew. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew's my new best friend. That's what Ron yeah. calls me. He goes, oh, you got a new best friend. You don't need That's me right. anymore. <laughs> so you meet someone new every day yeah. that it's so all I've met a new Marine today. I've met a new veteran today that or this week that now yeah. that gives me a purpose to keep going on and doing something great. Yeah, yeah, Help yeah. someone else out. Very good. Hey, Mike, what what about you? What do you what do you see on your end? The biggest thing I see with <clears throat> the veteran community, and unfortunately, I uh, I left the Marine Corps not the way I wanted to leave it. Yeah. <clears throat> so me too. I didn't get the retirement ceremony. I didn't get all that good stuff, but. I left extremely angry and upset, but I, uh, you know, a lot of it was to do with my wife. She's like, well, you know, you need to, you need to go out and talk to people. You need to see people. Yeah. You know? I'm like, I don't want to see people. I don't want to talk to people on a good day. I can hardly, you know, my wife says most people have to work hard to be an ass, but you have to work hard to be nice. <laughs> You know, and I, you know, I, I, that's not the kind of person I am, but sometimes I come across wrong. But <clears throat> excuse me, my voice is kind of screwed oh, up since I had COVID you. last year. <laughs> but, uh, you know, just just even at work, uh, one of the guys I work with now for the last couple of years was in the Army. Mm -hmm. And he's, he always goes on and, goes, you know, I ask him stuff about the Army. I'm like, hey, when's, you know. When's the army birthday? And he goes, hell if I know. <laughs> and I'm like, you seriously don't know. He goes, why not? And I mean, I'll send a text to everybody I work with. Mm -hmm. Happy birthday, the United States Marine Corps. And they're like, okay, let it go. <laughs> I'm like, I ain't letting it go. But I've gotten over time, especially here in Southwest Georgia, to talk to more people and to be around more people in the veteran community mm -hmm. <clears throat> where, you know, it's that, it's that common bond. You may have been in the Army, you may have been in the Air Force, may have been in the, the Navy, Marine Corps, whatever. Space Force. Yeah, I haven't met anybody, any of those yet. Yeah. But, <laughs> I've only met one. <laughs> yeah. But there's, there's that common bond that you can relate. Yeah. And, you know, and it's almost like the bond when you were in, you know, you don't, you know, especially, you know, I, you know, from the band field, we've all, been in units or been around people like I can't stand that clown yeah. or this or that. But, you know, you were still in the same unit. Right. You know, you were still brothers and sisters. You all were you all stood for the same thing. And that's probably one of the biggest things I miss. <clears throat> I don't miss the BS of the Marine Corps. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I'm I don't sure even know like yourself now how you do it, especially in today's world. And I'm not saying that things shouldn't change, but if yeah. things seems like, from what I see, things have changed so drastically. It's like, what's going on? <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's definitely a lot of change, that's for sure. Yeah. 
But, you know, I, my wife and I, you know, I'm not old by any means, but, you know, I'm 50 years old and she's 47 and our kids are both in college getting near the end of that. So in the last couple of years, we're like, you know what? We've never, we've never done for us. Yeah. So we started cruising, Mm -hmm. going on cruises and that. And, uh, we were just for my 50th birthday, did a cruise to Ireland, flew into England, got in on the ship in England. Yeah. That, uh, did a cruise around Ireland, but Norwegian Cruise Line this year started this program. It's a veterans program. Oh, wow. Where they literally, they, you know, you got to do that. What is it? Me verified or I verified or yeah. vet verified. They verify your service, but they, you know, they discount you. You know, it's when you look at it, it's like, oh, well, compared to what the cost is, but a 500 bucks is 500 bucks. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but, you know, then they, you know, we literally got on a ship, checked into our room, and there's this whole presentation laying out on the bed, folders and all kinds of stuff, you know, and they did this thing now. Each one of their ships has a challenge coin. Oh, wow. And they give you the ship patch and all that and this whole folder thanking you for your service. And everybody on their board that works for Norwegian has served as a veteran from the military. Huh. No kidding. And I mean, they literally have a social. It's usually like the day you depart. It's usually the second day, like your first full day at sea, mm-hmm. that they have a, a social and it's about an hour or so long and you can continue it however much longer you want. But they literally, you know, I, we walked in there and my wife got and I got on the cruise. We're like, man, we're the youngest people on this ship. <laughs> you know, and it was Korean veterans, Vietnam, Desert oh, Storm. Wow. Yeah. And we just, you know, they like they were like, well, we're going to call each of the services up. And, you know, they had music playing. And mm-hmm. there was like of all of them, you know, who's the smallest? There was like five of us in the Marine Corps. Right. Yeah. Stood up. And we're all standing there and we kept seeing this. I call him a kid, but he was probably. 21, 22 years old yeah. in the back. And he act like we come up and we're all standing there and we're like, are you coming up or what? And he's like, yeah, I'm coming. I'm coming. He gets up there and gets a picture and he was real, real quiet, but he was there with his family, but he was on leave. Yeah. And we all started talking to him and he's like, yeah, I've only been in. He said, I've been in a year and a half now. And, Oh, I didn't wow. know if I should come up, and I'm like, yeah, you need to come up. <laughs> and everywhere from that point on, all of us were like, hey, what? what's your number? What room are you in? Yeah, and yeah. every time we saw each other, but it wasn't just them. It was others from other services. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and every, you know, on a cruise ship, you pick a bar. Yeah. And that's your <laughs> place to be at night. And every night it was the same people. Yeah. Over and over and over, you know, and I was literally, we were talking, and, we got back to the room one night, night. My wife's like, are you okay? And I was like, yeah. I said, why? She goes, I haven't seen you this happy in years. <laughs> and I was like, what do you mean? And she goes, no, just to be around people that you can communicate and connect with. Uh-huh. And you have a shared interest and you've done the same thing, you know, from Iraq and Afghanistan or, you know, I have no idea what. Vietnam vets went through, uh-huh. but you talk to them. Yeah. 
you know, or career events. And, you know, we've all done that in our field. Mm-hmm. And to, to feel that, you know, it was almost like I was back. I was like, man, I'm a part of something again. Yeah. This really feels good. It feels good to be around people that get my weird sense of humor, <laughs> you know, or, you know, we'll just say something and you start laughing. And everybody yeah. looks at you like, what the hell is so funny? It's like, <laughs> no, you just, you don't get it, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. you know, and I don't, I don't know what your language barrier is on the, on the podcast. Oh, and fine, I'm do whatever. not going to overly cuss, but you know, it was, uh, she was, a uh, a Navy doctor uh, in Vietnam mm-hmm. and we were sitting there and she, uh, she, she was talking and she was there with her husband and talking and she goes, so, and all of a sudden some bunch of young, younger people, I, like, again, I'll call them kids, but showed up at the bar and she goes, who let you ask clowns in here? <laughs> you know, and everybody just started laughing, you know, it was just to be around people that, in that community, and it's something that's extremely missed, and you don't realize how much you miss it. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true, though. Uh, yeah, our our way of communicating is is a, a little bit different than everybody else, I would say, uh, and and that's a hundred percent. When no matter where I go, uh, if I'm just with the regular civilian populace, it's one way, and then the second you meet somebody, it it completely changes. Absolutely. Yeah. So uh, when we're when we're thinking about this and and the uh, uh, the camaraderie aspect of it, uh, I find it so uh, invigorating. Right. So like I just joined the VFW, I walk in, they don't know me from anybody. Right. And I sit down and and immediately like everybody in the in the organization was like, hey, who are you? Where are you from? Da, da, da. And they just started, you know, they accepted me immediately. Uh and it's just a different atmosphere and it, it's something that uh i don't think is everywhere I, I don't think it's like that uh but you know but i think we have to as veterans we have to seek that out and and that's something that uh is tough for some people to do i think it's that way with anybody in the military i don't know about you guys maybe it's just me as a woman but um in the military this is what i learned about getting close to people being in the Marines, this is what I learned. You have to, it's about trust. It's mm-hmm. trusting. And I think that there's a, um, the general that's at San Diego right now. He just d- did a class with some of the Colorado football players recently. Yeah. 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 And you have to trust immediately. And that's what I learned in boot camp because we didn't have the crucible. We still did that thing where you go up on that tower and you just have to fall backwards and everyone catches you, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's trust. That I would know in the Marine Corps, you, we moved to Hawaii. I knew someone for 10 minutes and I'm using their bathroom, barring their vacuum and they're giving me a toothbrush. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because you have to become, and when I say intimate, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You have to become intimate with people immediately in the military. And that's that way. And uh, I mean, I was in Desert Storm, but that's not really combat. It was a different type of combat, but you, in order to accomplish the mission, you have to trust and you have to give them your trust. And that's what that um, general was saying in San Diego. You don't have, we don't have time to earn it. You have to give it. So I have to give Victor my trust. I don't know him. I have to give Aaron my trust. I have to give Mike my trust immediately. Yeah. And so that's how we got things done. Now, what I'm leading up to quickly and I'll move on is that um, 
the civilians that I've been around and still to this day, um, girlfriends I try to make or make friends with people, um, they look at me and I'm like, oh, yeah, you can buy my car. You can do this. And they just look at me and I can't make friends with people. They yeah, just they're like, crazy. yeah, get away. And they just don't they don't fly yeah. with that. It takes hours, days, weeks, months, years to become friends in the military. Mm-hmm. We move in. We've got to we've got to get things done and move on. We don't have time to pussyfoot around and finger fart around and do all this fucking shit that takes hours and days and weeks and months and years. Yeah. So yeah. that's what. I am used to, and that's why we seem to stick together mm-hmm. as military veterans and just military families. That's why I like living on base. That's why I like getting things done. And we take care of each other, and we just yeah. we understand what each other needs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's definitely hit, a different atmosphere for sure. Yeah, Chris, uh, you hit on a you hit on a point there. Um, now, <clears throat> Andrew, I haven't joined the VFW yet, so you got me beat. Um, <laughs> I'm rolling it, man. You yeah, I, I tell am. Me which one you join too, AJ? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, I haven't done much of that, and, and it's mainly because literally the week after I, I retired, I, I went to work on this contract. Oh well, yeah, uh, there's and, that. And it's and it's working on a system that I used, uh, you know, while I was actually they're still using it, but they're trying to. It's a system that's been around for 40 years, and they're trying to, you know, obviously replace it. Uh, right. But it's literally been, you know, day in and day out. Actually, I worked yesterday and today. Uh, yeah. But anyway, all that to be said, um, you hit on a point about trust. Now, the neighborhood I live in here in Florida, it was immediately there was two neighbors that immediately just I didn't know anything about them. We mm-hmm. just immediately like connected, started talking friendly. And it probably wasn't maybe a month after we moved in that. I found out there one of them was uh, retired Navy and mm-hmm. the other one uh, uh, was in the army in Vietnam. Wow. And we sat around and we talked and we, you know, like you say, we just share the camaraderie about service. Now mm-hmm. the other neighbors around me that are all civilians, I don't even know half of them yet. Yeah. We've lived there for uh, what, six, seven years, almost seven years now. Mm-hmm. Um, so, it, it, you know, it's, it, it's uh, and Mike hit on it too. It's like, you just start, like welcome each other in and you start mm-hmm. talking about things that you understand from each other, re- regardless of where you served, when you served, you know, you brought up Korea, Vietnam, mm-hmm. you know, the Gulf War. If you serve during a time that, that was not peaceful, you, you automatically understand each other. Even if you didn't, you still went through the, some of the same things that, yeah. that others experienced, whether it was through boot camp, you know, the units that you were in. Um, you know, I hate it when, we brought it up earlier, <laughs> you know, the army major not giving a good send off. Mike, mm-hmm. you not getting a good send off. Mm-hmm. Regardless, I, I personally believe, you know, short of, you know, a bad conduct discharge or, or something like that. As a matter of fact, I'll just, I'll share one of my stories. So 2002, I believe we had this kid um, come in, David Hagelstein. I'll, I'll, I'll name him because he don't care. Uh, <laughs> but the kid, kid had an underage drinking problem, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and it stayed with him. We, we, you know, we kept hammering, you know, hammering at home, quit, you know, quit doing this, quit doing that. Eventually it caught up to him and he ended up getting a, a an OTH. Mm-hmm. Uh, fast forward to 2000, I want to say 15, 16, maybe 15. I think I was still out in San Diego. He calls me up. He said, Hey man, I mean, we had already became friends on Facebook and, yeah, and yeah. social media and all that. He's like, Hey man, I'm, I'm coming out there. Um, 
you want to you want to meet up and you know have some lunch do whatever right so he came out to to california and we we got together and then next thing you know i've got orders to florida he was actually living in northern virginia at the time but mm -hmm. i get orders to florida close to where he's from and he's living here he connected me to a real estate agent oh, wow. all that stuff now yeah. we don't we don't spend a whole lot of time together but we talk we you know families get together and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff and it's you know like i said irregardless of what happened to you during your career you still share some absolutely uh, it and the funny thing is mike to your point he had a bad taste in his mouth too but he is just like you still gung-ho yeah we'll start you know hoorah happy birthday marines and this that and the other <laughs> and people get tired of it but we don't care do we no no <laughs> no does it ever go away though you know no I don't know. no it no. doesn't I, I'm, I'm sure I work with a I work with another retired Marine on this contract. And, uh, -huh. uh this last November, him and I both were like, happy birthday, Marine. And they were like, can y'all stop already? It's like, no, nope, it's all day. We're not going to stop. <laughs> it never ends. <laughs> yeah, I like that. Uh, I will say that uh, doing these podcasts has been, really been fantastic. And and you talk about how quickly somebody can bond, right? Uh I'll, I'll reach out to somebody like the, like the guy that's uh, Roy uh, that's going to be on uh, actually this week. Um, of course, nobody's going to listen to this until after. But anyways, Roy's story is incredible. And uh, I, I reached out to him. I said, hey, Roy, like I, I've gotten your name from several different people, whatever. I, I really want to interview you. And he was like, oh, yeah, absolutely. An immediate bond. And he was able to come on and talk about all of his experiences, his combat experience, like everything, PTSD, the whole the whole works. And um, I, I think if it was a civilian that was asking the questions, I don't think that it would have come across the same way. You know, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. But, no, absolutely not. You're not wrong at all, Andy. What? what uh, why? Why do you say that? Like, what? Where is that? Like, <laughs> that was my. It thought. goes back. It goes back to the trust. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. There's a natural trust mm -hmm. with those that have done what you've done. The what <clears throat> you know, it doesn't even have to be combat, you know, it doesn't have to be Iraq or, you know, Afghanistan or Desert Storm. We all have we've we've all done the same things. We've all raked the sand in some way in twenty nine palms. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. we, that or <laughs> cleaned rocks or, you know, it's, it's the stories. It's the connection. It's while we were doing it, we were swearing up a storm, but you know, it, it, <laughs> you've looked for, AJ, you've looked for flight line before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's true. Well, I think we all, or a box of grid squares. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. Roy is awesome, by the way. He's an awesome guy. Yeah. He comes I, to our I reunions. It, yeah, I, I think it. I think it comes down to, like you said, like everybody's saying, is trust, but not wanting to let our fellow, uh, you know, especially Marines, but fellow service members down. You know. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and trying to live up to that yeah. to that expectation that we hold each other accountable for. And that that's one of my big things is I don't want to fail you. Yep. Yeah. If I can do anything to help you, and to me, I really don't think that I'm <clears throat> all that great at helping somebody, but if anything that I can do can benefit you anyway, even if it's just you, 
talking to me or yelling and screaming. <laughs> Fucking have at it. I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> right. you know, I've been there. I've, I've, I've been so angry and so mad and, and, you know, I get it. Yeah. And absolutely. that's the bond that it doesn't go away. And I don't mean to cut in on you if you're trying to go to, a, you know, different things. No, you're fine. But I work for Georgia Pacific here in Georgia. It's, you know, a lumber company, drywall, yeah. paper mm-hmm. company. Yep. But the division I work for is, uh, I live in Leesburg, Georgia, but the plant I'm attached to is in Albany, Georgia. Mm-hmm. But it makes corrugated containers, as they call it, but they're cardboard boxes. Okay. Yeah. But, I, uh, to, to that point, I worked, I worked for a company after my, my first enlistment. Uh, it was a local company in Arkansas, but that's what we did. Corrugated paper products. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. So hard work, hard work. <laughs> yeah. But I, I started in the plant and then now I work for the mechanical packaging aspect where we put in machines at the customer who buys the boxes mm-hmm. that make the boxes up. They manually make them up, glue them and spit them out faster than somebody can hand fold a lot of them. But a lot of our customers in this area, produce farmers, poultry farmers, stuff like that. But our shop is in Sebring, Florida, south of Orlando. Yeah. Well, we just hired about six months ago a new guy that we needed, you know, somebody that had extensive electrical background and training. Yeah. And he actually worked for uh, – uh, the government, but he worked in like nuclear power plants and stuff like that mm-hmm. on the electrical side. And our boss said, yeah, yeah, I hired Alex, this and this and that. And I was like, oh, great. Now we got a reference we can call if we need something. And he goes, yeah. And I had never, I had, I was told that he was from Greece. Okay. And he came to the United States seven years ago. Mm-hmm. And he had just got married. His wife's a teacher, and they lived. They moved. She lived in Wisconsin or something. That's where he was at. And they got married to move to right around around Tampa, not Tampa, but. And it was two weeks ago. I actually finally got to meet Alex, and you know he's def he's definitely European. He's Greek, and there's he speaks English very well, but. He doesn't get like certain slangs and stuff when you say something. But I was standing there talking to him about something and he looked at me and I'm like, what? And he just kept standing there looking at me. And I probably said something I shouldn't have said. Like, you know, you look at looking, you're looking at me like you want to do something to me. Yeah. <laughs> and he goes, no. He said, were you in the military? I said, I was in the Marine Corps. And he goes, I knew it. I knew it. <laughs> I said, why? <laughs> and he goes, and he, he still had his ID and all that. He pulled up stuff he had on his phone. He was in the Greek, Greek Special Forces. He was a paratrooper. Oh, okay. And, you know, instantly, all of a sudden, we started bonding about stuff and talking. And he was talking about this, talking about that. And, you know, and it's not even just us, you know, and that's the whole point of my story is here he is from clear over there to here. 
and he goes, I really, I really enjoy working with you. Yeah. I said, why is that? And you, you were guys, we've been talking about trust. Mm-hmm. He goes, cause I actually trust you. I said, why do you trust me? He goes, well, first of all, I did something and you just looked at me and said, what the fuck are you doing? <laughs> he said, no one's ever said that like that in a work environment. Yeah. I said, well, I probably shouldn't have said it, but <laughs> he goes, no, no, you're fine. I don't, I don't, he's, what he say? I don't have short feelings. Yeah. I'm like, okay, well, <laughs> okay. You don't have short feelings, but, but that, yeah. that's my point is that. Vicky disconnected. Oh, Vicky connected. Uh-oh. What happened? I don't know what just happened there. I'm sorry. Uh-oh. It's those robots you were hearing, dude. I'm yeah, telling they're, you. They're <laughs> coming back to haunt me right now. I still hear everybody, so you're good. Keep going, Mike. <laughs> no, I was just that was my point. It's not even just us in the United States. You know, it's there's a bond. Yeah. Across yeah, the I, world. Anybody special that feeling. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you, you know, uh, so far within my company, that's one thing that they appreciate about me. And like I said, the other retired, you know, he's a retired gunny is that we always tell them what they need to hear, not what they want to hear. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, and, and they greatly appreciate that. Now yeah. we both have been told, you know, I, I would say counseled on, <laughs> on how to properly tell them, but yeah, yeah. Maybe you should say this instead of this. So, Andrew, whenever you get that, you know, that it gets to, you know, there's a little thing like a meme going around or something yeah. that says, instead of saying this, try saying this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking of, yeah. See, Krista don't have that problem because she still works around the base and, and yeah, Marines yeah, yeah. and stuff. She's still, she's still around the yeah, recruits yeah. even. like. But so. I get in a little trouble with my family members because I do have a bad potty <laughs> mouth. Yeah. Mike said that a minute ago. He didn't know what the language, you know, um, yeah. protocol was for this. I do have a problem, and sometimes I just and I'm working on it, guys, because I'm a woman, I'm a I'm a grandmother, so I do get in trouble. Well, the, I get well, the look. It's like, yeah. well, that's, that's funny because my wife's always on me about using using the f bomb. Do you always have to say that word? I'm like, yes, because it's for enthusiasm. <laughs> it's an adjective. Come on, exactly. Yeah. I thought it was. Yeah, I really know. did. I, I got to tell you guys, I got it. I got in trouble. I, I love my mom very much, but uh, she's been listening to the podcast. So I got. Don't trouble. let her listen to this one. Yeah, I know. I'm going to have to warn her. Uh, Fuck but, no. Uh, <laughs> but I definitely got, and it wasn't about the cursing uh, because I, I've been pretty good about that. I won't say I'm perfect. Uh, it was the drinking because I drank too much and got a little, uh, a little, little on the tipsy side. We'll say that. Oh, you so, were you were very slowed. If y'all haven't listened to, to, to that one, he, he was, was very slowed. <laughs> I believe it was the first one. Yeah, it was. Wasn't it? Kyle, maybe, maybe the second one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, you made sure to announce it. Like, yeah, I think I'm drunk, and I was like, I was yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I was definitely drunk, and my mom called me a lot on it. So I, I don't drink as much. I, I still had my bourbon. Don't get me wrong, I still drink it. I just won't drink too much. Uh, yeah, it's like when while. you were home driving your daughter home the other day, and I was like, "Yeah, fuck this, fuck that." Da, 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 da. And I was like, "Oh shit, your daughter's in the car." Oh crap! And I kept discussing, and his daughter was in the car. I was like, oh. "Yeah, if she wasn't even listening. It was all good." 
So I'm actually, sorry. she probably she, was listening. If it was my uh, youngest daughter, uh, I'm pretty sure she could probably out curse you. I, I'm just okay. I feel here. better now. <laughs> yeah, I'm just nothing that I'm proud of necessarily, but yeah, she's yeah. pretty good at it. <laughs> we don't want to encourage it more. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Camaraderie has been, uh, one of the big things. So what would be your guys' advice to, uh, somebody who is missing that camaraderie? Like what would you advise them? How would you tell them to, uh, kind of get back to your roots with that and, and, and get with your veteran community? What, what would you, what would be your recommendations? Uh, like Mike alluded to with his wife telling him, you know, go reach out to some of the, you know, the VFW or some of the AMVETs or something like that, you know, yeah. where, where there's a lot of veterans, you know, hanging around, uh, you know, and it, I, I think Krista mentioned it earlier um, when uh, she was basically talking about how, and I can't, and I'm, I apologize. I can't remember the name of the program, but basically where you share, kind of your veteran story and and mm -hmm. the good thing is andrew you're doing that you're you're doing the, the you know the veteran story thing yeah but other veterans that that may be going through that you know not wanting to be around people this mm -hmm. that and the other it, if they hear that you know other veterans have kind of struggled with that as well yeah and they they obviously say well okay well they did it maybe i should you know i can reach out and i can go do it too mm -hmm. um and that's really where it starts yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I, yeah, I try the big to... key is just don't be afraid to do it. Yeah. Right. You, it, it all comes down to you. <clears throat> You've got to be willing to do it. But mm -hmm. I promise you, when you get to that point or finally take that step, you'll be like, why the hell didn't I do this? Oh, earlier. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it, to, to be able to just talk or laugh or, I mean, that's the biggest thing is, to gain some of you back through other people. Yeah. And they're getting the same thing from you. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and that's, you know, like I said earlier, we, especially in the band field, we've all been on trips or that. We've gone to VFWs and, you know, we've heard the stories and mm -hmm. that, but you don't realize how therapeutic it is for them. Yeah. To actually talk with you. Mm-hmm. And in return, how therapeutic it is for you. Yeah. I mean, I've broken down into tears talking to people, you know, and I've been like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm just a big ass baby. And they're like, <laughs> they're looking at me crying too. They're like, no, I needed it too, man. <laughs> you know, that's, that's what we do. I'm like, okay. <laughs> that's very true. And you know what, guys? Oh, Victor, I didn't mean to interrupt if you're going to talk. No, no, um, I was just. It doesn't, here's the thing that I've learned too. It doesn't have to be amazing because a lot of us are not going to be uh, someone who took a hill in Vietnam. Yeah. No. We're not this big. That's what I guess, um, you don't have to have this amazing story. Like me, I'm not going to be this great, amazing master gunnery sergeant who has, you know, 20 medals and I don't have anything. I only did four years and, and that's what I tell those new Marines because they're not recruits anymore. When I talk to them, they're Marines. Yeah. I don't. And then, and there's a couple of the guys that do the, um, or folks that do the legacy program. One of them is a girl named Lacey Evans and mm -hmm. she's a WWE wrestler. <laughs> she's like this amazing woman. Wow. And, um, and I tell them guys, 
I said, you didn't get Lacey Evans. I said, who knows who Lacey Evans is? And all these men raise their hands. I'm like, you didn't get her. She's like five foot ten. She's hot, blonde, and gorgeous. You know, I said, y'all didn't get her. I said, but I tell you what, and that's what I'm telling you guys. I said, you got me. You got an old housewife who's 60 years old. I said, but here's the thing is, you are going to be you. You're not going to be Lacey. You're not going to be me. You're not going to be the other guy who does it who's like a multi-million dollar business owner. I said, your story is you. You have control of your destiny. Yeah. And that's, but the point is, is that, like what Mike's saying, we, we're, our story is our own. Mm-hmm. You know, we get to be our own person. We're, none of us are super, we're not amazing. We're just the average Joe Blow who lives mm-hmm. down the block. Yeah. And so don't be afraid to be ourselves. Cause at mm-hmm. first I was afraid to just go be an average, I mean, here's the joke. My mother was a Jones who married a Jones. I'm from Alabama. My tree goes freaking straight up. You know, the branches break <laughs> off before they ever get going, you know, so it's okay to be a nobody, you know, yeah, really. but um, it's okay to be an average nobody and yeah. because you don't have to go around to try to make things up to impress anybody because, you know, the world is good with that. It's, yeah. you know, when we all have a story. Right. Yeah, very true. Exactly. And as somebody told me that, uh, he was a Vietnam veteran. We were sitting there talking, and I kept saying to him, I was like, I said, man, I didn't experience what you experienced. You know, I was in Iraq. You know, Andy, you and I were in Iraq together yeah. in 2004. It got the crap bombed out of us, it seemed like, every day. That's a true statement. But, you know, we, I, yeah, we weren't taking a hill, or we weren't this or that, or, I wasn't kicking doors in in Ramadi and Fallujah. Mm-hmm. We could sure hear it. Yeah. Yeah. But we 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 weren't doing it. And I and he goes he he grabbed my arm and he's like, "Stop." And I'm like, well, first of all, let the hell let go of my damn arm." <laughs> you know. And I'm looking at him and he goes, "Stop." I said, "What?" He goes, "Stop apologizing for you." Yeah. yeah. He said, you served. He said, you serve when other people had the ability, won't do it. Mm-hmm. He said, it doesn't matter where you were at or what you did or what I did. Mm-hmm. And he said, you have a story just like I have a story. He said, that's why we're here. That's why we can communicate. He said, share your story. Yeah. Right. And I was like, you know, and I, my wife was sitting beside me and I looked at her and I got all teary eyed. She's like, stop. <laughs> oh Mike, you don't get to claim my name. My new name is Crown Q Krista. If y'all y'all need to hire me out for a wedding or anything, just call me. Yeah. But that's that's the point. We all have a story. Yeah, yeah absolutely. You know, and you know what's funny is when I reach out to people and ask them, Hey, will you mind coming on and telling your veteran story, whatever? Oh no, no, you nobody wants to hear this, nobody wants exactly. to hear that, whatever. And I always tell them, I was like, every story is important. You know, and and I wish I could get everybody to tell their story. You know, it'd be fantastic. Uh, And and I'll never be able to do that. But it is important for every single person to be able to tell their story. Uh, And it's, you know, because everybody does have a story. And yeah, it may not be that, you know, Medal of Honor receiving type of story or something like that. But everybody has a story, whether you did four, whether you did 20, it doesn't matter. You know, we we all have that story that that we can all could. uh, understand and and be able to bond with, and I think that's very important. What was the question again? I don't know. 
don't know. Have We're just drink. on a tangent. Yeah, I was just going to say that. Have another drink. <laughs> yeah. I, unfortunately, my my bourbon is downstairs and I'm upstairs, so that's a problem. The travesty. The yes. horror. Hey, you haven't learned anything, Master Guns? You know. That's why I got the bourbon sitting right beside me. You know, mm. I, hey, I not was, er, not everybody can be a mass of guns that forgets everything. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he's used to people bringing it to him. That's true. Yeah, there I don't you have go. A hey, he's living his house. own story. He's living his own story. Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's making his own story. <laughs> Something like that. <laughs> oh my god. So uh, I, I got a. I, I was a. Uh, you know, a lot of Marines don't like to talk about themselves and, you know, in getting back to, you know, everybody's got their story thing kind of. Um, so during COVID, uh, well, before COVID, back up a little bit, I guess. Uh, I came out here as a geo bachelor. I got orders in March uh, to Paris Island mm-hmm. um, in March of 2020. Uh, the day after I picked up my orders is when the the um, uh, sec def said, OK, everybody stop moving because of COVID. Yeah. Um, so, but if you have orders, continue on. So I show up and everybody thinks I got a date growing out of my forehead and I'm like, here's my orders. I'm, I'm good. Um, but, uh, so for three months I was out here all completely by myself, staying over on the, the BEQ or the transit quarters, the officer transit quarters, uh, because, uh, the BEQ is being tore down. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm like, all right, what do I do? So I'm like, look around, uh, I need to find a cigar shop. I can go smoke a cigar while I'm copious amounts of free time. Um, so I, very important things. Yes, absolutely. Mm -hmm. Uh, and bourbon, bourbon and beer or, uh, bourbon and cigars. Um, so, uh, I find the cigar lounge down in in Bluffton, peaceful Henry's. Uh, and uh, I started frequenting that. Uh, and then fast forward to COVID, um, the bartender there is also a former active duty Marine. Mm -hmm. Um, so I said, uh, commandant said there's no, uh, there's no birthday balls this year because of COVID. So maybe we should do a cake cutting ceremony here at the, the cigar shop. And he goes, dude, it's just going to be you and me. (laughs) I'm like, "Uh, I don't know. It might be a little bit more than that. Um, Like 15 Marines showed up. We, they advertised it on their Facebook page and like 15 Marines showed up. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then we're like, dude, we should do this again next year. Yeah. Uh, So that was 2021, 2022. We did it again. And like 30 Marines showed up. Wow. Uh, And then this, uh, this last year, because I was coming up on retirement, um, Bill, the bartender asked me to be the guest of honor. And I'm like, nobody wants to hear, you know, me talk and whatever, you know, I'm just, you know, I'm just the guy that sits at the bar with everybody else, you know, Mm -hmm. telling sea stories and all that kind of shit. Uh, Everybody's already heard all my stories anyways. He goes, no, 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 no. I want you to do it. I'm like, okay. Um, normally I'm the, I'm the narrator. Uh, so he, he's like, well, we'll figure this out, but you're going to be the, you're going to be the, the guest of honor. Okay. Um, so like, it was so weird hearing my biography like read back to me yeah. even though i wrote it it was still weird hearing it uh, and then people coming up to me and like dude i can't believe you did all this stuff and i'm like i can't even believe i did all that stuff <laughs> <laughs> um but uh this past year uh we had uh we maxed out the place uh it was standing room only and there's probably about 40 people in there no uh, kidding. so like it's uh we're gonna keep doing it and it's gonna hopefully just keep getting bigger and better uh well i don't know how much bigger it can get it's just a small cigar lounge but um you always get it outside you uh yeah uh you build it they will come right That's um right. so uh like getting back to your question you know what, what what do you do you know when uh when you're looking for that that the camaraderie um it, it doesn't take much um it does take one person being a spark though you know mm-hmm. to, to light the fire 
but uh, there you, you do it and veterans will come out of the woodwork to do it you know fishing trips or boating trips you name it there i mean there's always uh people that are that will identify with an activity uh if you want to tie it to some you know type of veteran cause also mm-hmm. um so uh, I, it's a uh, it just takes one person you know being the spark that's all it takes yeah very true yeah going that's back like to super the, that's a super story yeah absolutely and, and the one the going back to the it, it just takes one person you're you're 100 right uh, and it doesn't matter the uh the activity um, a, a lot of times you say, hey, we're going to have a golf tournament. I'll be honest, I got no interest whatsoever in golfing other than I want to try to hit a ball and, and see where it goes. Uh, I just want to drive the golf cart. Yeah, well, yeah. there's always the golf cart. Uh, <laughs> but I would be more than willing to come out to a golf thing. I Can I play golf? No, absolutely not. I suck at golf. Uh, but but I would be more than willing to come out, especially if there's other veterans around. There, there are other people that I can communicate with and be a part of that camaraderie again that I was missing uh, or that I've been missing. I, I'd be more than willing to do those types of things. Now, host a, host a volleyball tournament, and he'll definitely be there. Oh, hell yeah, Well, <laughs> Shoot, man. I'm telling you. <laughs> Again, I'm no good at volleyball, but hey, you know, I I uh, I can talk a big game. Now he wants to re- reenact a uh, Top Gun volleyball scene. <laughs> oh, the no. and all that, you know. Hey, well, he's not going to have time to play volleyball now that he's yeah. got a, a gig at the VFW. Yeah, not yet. Yeah, Just I, leave I, your I, shirt on, yeah, Andrew. You'll be the temporary bartender. I wear your overalls. That's how I'm going to make my big bucks. I taking my shirt off with my overalls on. You know, I got what? What is that? Uh, oh man, I wish I could remember what it's called. Uh, Only fans, right? Oh lord! No. Oh, as soon no. as, as, soon as uh, retirement is official, I'm starting my OnlyFans page. So everybody, get ready! No fans oh, only. Fans <laughs> only. <laughs> one's football, but, one's not. I, I won't get but one person that'll uh, look at it. Be my wife, and she'll just shake her head. So you know, it's all good though. Uh, she'll pay for it. Uh, you may lose the <laughs> She's probably some pictures of your feet or something. Yeah. <laughs> hey, there's freaks out there. You know, <laughs> somebody might want to see old grandpa in his uh in his overalls. You never know. Just keep them toenails. Keep toenails. toenails. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <Be fetish. laughs> what are you gonna oh, be? Lord. What are you gonna know. be, Cox, Pops, and Crocs? <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yes. oh my goodness i wasn't but now i'm not giving you credit for it but now pops and crocs is sounding pretty good that's actually funny that's a good one i like it oh lord that's nice oh, andrew which uh, vfw did you join I joined the one here in Virginia Beach. Uh, it's the, um, I can't remember which one it is, actually. Uh, anyways, I joined the one right here, uh, Virginia Beach. I, w- I would advertise for them, but I don't know it. Sounds like the oh. first night was a good night, then, if you can't remember. I, I, it wasn't bad. It wasn't, I'll be honest, I didn't pay for a drink. Uh, oh, in there fact, you go. I, I showed up. The guy's like, oh, you're wanting to join. Let me buy you a beer. I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. I have my beer or whatever. Next thing I know, like the wait or the uh, bartender, she like drops this uh, little coin or it wasn't a coin, but like a poker chip type thing 
in yeah. front of me and i'm like oh okay that's pretty cool you know i had the vfw stuff on it. i was like oh okay yeah that's neat uh and then uh, a little bit later she's like you want another drink i'm like yeah yeah i'll take another drink she's like oh give me that uh coin back and i'm like uh, okay yeah here you go so throughout the night apparently anybody that buys drinks for the the bar or whatever she goes around and passes those things out i didn't know that uh, i i ended up i have two of them in my jacket still that i, I that i can reuse when i go back oh, okay. i've yet to buy a drink at the vfw it's like pogs, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> oh, that's nice. Yeah, <laughs> it's a pretty. Good... Ours in Dell City were wooden nickels. We get they were called wooden nickels. It was a free VFW drink for fifteen oh three at Dell City there in Virginia. Yeah, yeah. Chesty Puller Post. Yeah. Oh, speaking right. of Chesty Puller, so the guy that uh, Roy Roy Reyes, right, and Kristen, mm -hmm. who that is. Anyways, yeah. he was telling me a story, uh, and and you guys can listen to it on the podcast this week if you listen, but. Um, he actually got to spend time and drink. He was drinking buddies with Chesty Puller. No, oh, wow. did you know that, Krista? Yeah. Did you know? No, not. Nah, I'm on my. I've own heard own. a story. He shared it when we had the 2022 reunion with Warren Officer Payon at Paris Island last year, or year before last. So. Okay, okay. So you, he has a great story. His that story is, is awesome. incredible. I was like, man, it's not every day you meet somebody who was drinking buddies with Chesty Puller. You know. Anyways, I thought that was pretty cool. He he yeah, has a great a, story. Yeah, everyone a, will enjoy it. Yeah, oh yeah, he's a he's a great guy. Fantastic dude. Speaking of uh, Marine Corps Musicians Association, uh, three of the four, three of the five of us uh, were no, I'm sorry, four of the five of us were musicians. Uh, but the Marine Corps Musicians Association, Krista, what are you? You're the treasurer. Is that right? I'm the treasurer, the administrator, the newsletter editor. So basically, yeah. Krista runs everything for the the, uh, the company uh, Gunny, huh? That's right, the, the <laughs> company Gunny for the Marine Corps Musicians I'm Association. Lance Corporal and uh, <laughs> company clerk. Then yeah. we'll, give, we'll give you that. <laughs> yeah, company clerk, Krista, why don't you tell us a little about a little bit about that? Because I know all my musician buddies are out there listening, and even though I sent out a message on the face pages that said you need to join and all that crap, they're not listening to me. So why don't you uh, do a little plug here? Um, they started in 1985. First, it was just retired Marine musicians, and then they changed the amendments later on to anyone can join. Um, what did pretty much we get together once a year and we have a reunion. It goes East Coast, West Coast. Um, we don't do a whole lot except for really celebrate ourselves. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just be honest, which is a good thing to do. Um, in the old days, it was before social media, pretty much when we started. We are a 501c19, which means we're a veterans organization. Um, so any deductions made are tax deductible. If you wanted to, um, as far as making a donation or something like that. Yeah. Um, like I said, we get together. Um, we usually have it at a band. So um, if it's at a recruit depot, we go to the graduation. Um, if it's not at a recruit depot, um, the host band, like this, we just had it at San Diego this past um, October. The one before that, we had it at um, Paris Island. Mm -hmm. um, the one coming up this coming October, we're going to be at Camp Lejeune. And the wonderful Warrant Officer Payone is hosting us um, again. Um, so we'll go up, we toured the base, um, and then we have it, we meet usually like on a Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, and then also when we also have it on the West Coast, we have um, it. They voted. I'm sorry. I, I stutter a little bit when I get nervous. No, you're fine. You're fine. Um, Go ahead. 
Thanks, guys. Um, and when we do it on the West Coast, we do it in conjunction with the combined West Coast Band birthday ball. Yeah. So that people can go to a ball if they want to. And they had changed it um, for that now, purpose um, exclusively. Now, correct me if I'm so, wrong. This year, they're talking about doing one on the East Coast, though, right? Payone's talking we about are. Um, Kirk Trowan is my, y'all, a lot of y'all might have heard of Kirk Trowan, Krista sure. Bow, some yep. of the older guys, Master Guns Price. Yeah. Um, I've had the great, great pleasure of coming in in the years that I, I came in in 89. My spouse came in in 82 and he did 23 years. So, which is kind of good because he, he knows some of the older names, you know, where mm -hmm. we get that in between age. So we're yeah. kind of what we call the old core, um, know some of the old core people. Um, and the fact that I moved around quickly, I spent a year at each band at El Toro, 3MF, Okinawa, and then a year at Quantico. And like I, I came across names like Master um, Guns Pooter, mm -hmm. you know, and Top to Bow, Master Guns Prize, places, and, you know, Jim Pitts, you know, a lot of the older names, Gunny Hoffman, people like that. So, To all the listeners out there, I want to thank you for joining us on today's podcast. As a reminder for all veterans, if you are struggling and need assistance in any way, please reach out for help. The VA has an incredible website and helplines to assist you in your time of need. Just go to the veteranscrisisline.net. That's the veteranscrisisline.net. There are several ways of reaching out for assistance through the VA. For a crisis emergency, just dial 988 and then press 1. Again, dial 988 and then press 1. You can also chat online by going to veteranscrisisline.net and clicking on the chat icon. You can also text for assistance at 838-255. Again, that's 838-255. All calls are confidential and you only have to discuss what you feel comfortable discussing. If you are in need of help, don't hesitate to call. You matter to me and all of your veteran community. One veteran suicide is one too many. Thanks again for tuning in. Don't forget, there are new episodes of the Lost Art with Andrew Cox podcast daily, Monday through Friday. Stay motivated and change your socks.